CIDP disrupts. CIDP derails. Let's be honest. CIDP sucks. But living with CIDP doesn't have to. When you sign up at ShiningThroughCIDP.com, you'll find inspiration and real patient stories. Helpful tips, reliable information, and more. CIDP can be tough. But finding hope just got a little easier. Sign up at ShiningThroughCIDP.com. Be heard, be hopeful, be you. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was, like, super hot. And then I, um, dropped it, and now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> honey? Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Have you found the keys to unlock your best trip? On a Trafalgar tour, you unlock more than just the world. We give you the keys to discover real connections and one-of-a-kind experiences. It all starts with expert itineraries where everything is taken care of. With Trafalgar, your money goes further, and so do you. Unlock your best self. Discover more at trafalgar.com slash unlock. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot com slash unlock. All right, welcome and happy Wednesday morning to everybody out there in uh, internet land. This is Zero to 60, and I'm your host, Matt McChesney, as always. Today, we are blessed to have a good friend of mine and a great NFL vet and a Super Bowl champion, and now into the, the San Diego Sports Hall of Fame last night, uh, Mr. Eric Weddle, uh, the great Eric Weddle, the, the beer, joining us here this morning. E-Dub, what's up, brother? Welcome to the show. What's up? What's going on? What's going on? Thanks for having me on. Love the show. Pleasure. Love what you're doing and uh, much respect and love for you, man. Appreciate it, brother. As always, this the, the show here on the Bleed Network is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. Uh, the last you know football game of the year is coming up here on the Super Bowl on Sunday. Make sure you bet responsibly. But if you are going to wager on the game, make sure you use uh, the Bet Online app. Use the promo code Bleed, and you'll get a 50% retention bonus. On whatever you deposit, they'll match with 50%. Uh, and then after that, from Major League or, or from uh, the UFC to the NBA to the NHL, everything's going into swing. March Madness is on deck. So Bet Online can help you set up all of the, the opportunities to win a little bit. Now, you shouldn't be trying to pay your rent, your rent by betting. But at the same time, if you're responsible enough to have a little bit of fun, do it with Bet Online. I'm your host, Matt McChesney. That is Eric Weddle, and we roll here on Zero to 60. Remember, go on YouTube, like, and subscribe. Uh, we got some big news down the pipe that we'll be announcing next week, most likely, when I get the dates. But uh, some some big-time interviews coming up in the future, uh, and it starts today with uh, with Eric Weddle. So, E-Dub, uh, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. Uh, tell everybody what happened last night, because I saw it on social media, but you were inducted into the, the, the San Diego uh, Sports Hall of Fame last night. Uh, tell everybody about the honor that was bestowed last night, brother. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, San Diego Sports Association, they honor many athletes, whether they're amateur, youth, or professional, and then they uh, submit names and induct uh, an athlete from many sports uh, once a year. So it started in 1946 by Bob Breitbart Hall of Fame, and there's a museum and they actually have all the athletes that are inducted in the Hall of Fame. They have it at Petco Park in the baseball uh, stadium. So it's 
really cool honor being in San Diego and living here. And, you know, you try to live, you try to leave a lasting impression on people, right? The, this game is about relationships. It's not so much about what you do on the field, but what you do off and, and what you give. And I tried to do that every single day. And for the people that know me, that worked with me or in my circle, or even fans for that matter, out, out in the community, I hope they felt that I gave them the time and day. I hope, hope they feel that I was genuine and real and honest and, and I gave everything I had for the team. So it was a really cool night, especially for my kids being that they're teenagers and seeing uh, that dad was somewhat of a yeah, that kind was of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's always a fun, a fun time where you can share it with your kids. So many so many guys don't get that opportunity, and that, that's got to be incredible sharing it with your children. Um, but look, you, you played, what, 14 years, right? Yeah. 14 yeah, years 14. in the National Football League with the Chargers, the Ravens, won a Super Bowl with the Rams uh, recently here, when, the last time that L.A. won. Um, it is Super Bowl week, all right? We've got a rematch here of the uh, <laughs> COVID Super Bowl. I really hope that doesn't happen again, but fingers crossed. Oh, gosh. Please oh, God. Don't. We so, won't ever go back, Matt. We're not ever going back. My kids, never. myself, never. we lost yeah. a year and a half of our lives, our kids' lives. We're never going back. Never going don't back. ever go back. Even if even if they were to suggest it, I ain't going. So, no, no um, look, this is a great rematch, in my opinion. It gives the opportunity for all these San Francisco players to kind of get the monkey off their back like Steve Young did so many years ago, but now it's on – Trent Williams and Debo and Kittle and Juszczyk and Warner and all these cats. And then all Mr. Irrelevant just happens to be your quarterback playing for a $40 million a year contract. And on the other side, you've got Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey, who just broke the reception record in the playoffs, which is unbelievable. Anytime you break a Jerry Rice record, that's pretty big time. And solidifying greatness over there and even changing the minds of guys like Coach JB, who absolutely hates him. So, <laughs> How do you feel about this game before we dive into some of the little intricacies of it? Are you excited about the rematch? You think this is going to be a quality football game? Where are you sitting on this, fence? Yeah. Well, first, you know, just to remind everyone of uh, – that baby right there. That's a good-looking ring. You know, that I was actually in that game, and I did uh, have an impact. I would never take it off. This... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I, I – uh, I'm not going to lie. I was hoping for a Ravens Lions game. And, uh, you know, you get as a player and you get, you respect the winning, but you get tired of it. You want to see, you want to see new blood in there. You want to see new winners and you just sit back and you're kind of in awe of what the chiefs are doing. If I'm, if I'm being honest, I was in awe and envy of the Patriots when I was playing for so many years and they just dominated uh, decades, and you almost think this is Patriots 2.0, and the Chiefs are doing it. And you got to tip your hat. The, the season that they've had and the defense, Mahomes uh, kind of changing his game and almost playing a defensive first type team, you know, like not trying to lose it for your team and managing the game. And a lot of times this year, Mahomes has been a game manager. And, you know, people, people will look at that. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could say that because uh I you know, I could say whatever I want and and uh whether you agree with me or not it's all good, but uh, so why, why do you think there's such a negative connotation with game manager? Like 
Who, who gives, it's just, who gives a it's, shit for winning? Yeah, it's it's about wins and losses. And do I think Purdy's the most talented, can carry a team that some of these other quarterbacks are asked to do? No, I don't. Does that mean he's not an outstanding quarterback that I would have on my team? Of course, right? Like he is incredible for that system. And you you gotta you gotta acknowledge what he's done this year. I mean, 69% throwing, 4,000 yards, 31 touchdowns. Like that's not many guys in the entire league have done that. Uh for a second year player, let alone first full year starting. So it's just it's just different. Like I put it like this as a player. There are guys at the quarterback position where you where you fear that they can win the game by themselves. Okay. Like they can get hot. They will will their team. They're just that good. They're that good at understanding the defense, setting protections, checking out of plays, uh, attacking weaknesses within the defense. When I look at Purdy, I think he's uh, souped up Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's not, that's not a, that's not a, uh, a bash. It is what it is. I don't feel. If I was playing, I don't fear Purdy that he could dice us up and beat us through the air. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Now, does that mean he can't go win a Super Bowl? No, I'm just saying if you're asking him to throw for 350 on straight drop back and understanding the, the defense and not have play action and not have movement, like, I don't think he could do that. And I could be proven wrong, but the proof is is what I've seen. Uh, but this is a great matchup. It's a rematch. A lot of storylines, like you said. Uh, I think, honestly, it's going to come down to egos uh, from the coaching uh, in the sense that I don't. I hope Kyle Shanahan doesn't try to prove a point that Purdy is his new poster child, right? Like, you're going to win this game by running the football, controlling line of scrimmage, and not putting Purdy in ways that will hurt your team. He's going to throw the ball – three to five times to the other team. That's just, it's just his MO, right? That's exactly what Jimmy G was. He's going to give you a chance to catch the ball. Are you going to catch it and make him pay or are you not? I want to limit those opportunities for my team because I feel that's the best way to win the game. If you're game planning this for San Francisco and, you know, the, the fact that six minutes into the Super Bowl or six minutes left in the Super Bowl four years ago, they were up. And ended up losing that game. That stings. Yeah. I know it does. Yeah. You no. Know, so you, you know, you played both of, you, or you played this group there in Kansas City. At least the consistent, you know, two in Mahomes and Kelsey. If you're looking at San Francisco now and you're game planning against those two plus a top five defense, some of it's some much of it's got to be time position and limiting opportunities for Kansas City. You, you mentioned this, that you really hope Shanahan doesn't go into the let's make Brock Purdy match Patrick Mahomes in this football game. How many, like, touches minimum for Christian McCaffrey? Because San Francisco wants to win. Christian McCaffrey needs to have, a like, a Terrell Davis-type Super Bowl where it's three touchdowns and he's the MVP and he's got 30 carries yeah. or at least touches and tons of yardage, and they are just eating up first downs and keeping Mahomes off the field. Is that the best way to go here? I 100% agree with you. You you can look at two weeks ago, the Ravens just lost their minds and thought, hey, let's just drop back pass with Lamar Jackson all game instead of being the number one rushing team in the league and controlling the time of possession and grinding them out. Like, you run the ball six times, like – 
that's what I fear right. for the Niners doing in this game. Like, why that happens, I don't know. Coaches find more ways to lose games than they find ways to win games for their players. I mean, no look no further than the Lions and the horrible decisions that uh, – well, that, uh, uh, well, I can't – I'm drawing a blank of the coach's name. Yeah, but With me, Biter. Yeah, so uh, I would – bare minimum – for the Niners to win this game and they could do it comfortably. I mean, it's so there's definitely matchups out there that, that are unseen and how the ball bounces, but it's a minimum 25 touches. I mean, he, he has got to be the focal point and then everything works off of Kisher McCaffrey, all the play action boots, everything that Purdy, the timing throws inside the numbers, those, those strike routes, those deep outs, the 10 to 12 yard outs, like let's limit those deep shots right? And let's attack the middle of the field. That's what Purdy is great at. And let's attack those perimeter quick game screens that half of his throws are and let those guys do work. So it's, it's run the ball. It's feed Christian McCaffrey. It's get the ball out uh, quickly to the Debo on screens. And if those shots are there through play action, you, you take them. If not, check it down. Uh, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan yesterday at, at media day, uh, for the for the Super Bowl was asked about the relationship between the McCaffreys and you know the Shanahan's and growing up together and I I'm from Denver I've lived here my pretty much my entire life and I know Christian and the McCaffreys really well Ed's a good friend of mine I know the Shanahan's like they're they're really close the Shanahan's and the McCaffreys <laughs> I love that Kyle was like yeah Ed's a psychopath and like it's it's some people look at that negatively and I'm like no that's Ed he's nuts that's awesome. And, you know, it kind of, I'm watching this, like the family part of football just happen in front of us. And, you know, last year we had the Kelsey ball with brothers playing against each other. And now there's so many just like little things in this game that everybody's connected. Knowing Christian, as long as I have, he is special and he's, he's different. Won the Heisman. Should have won the Heisman. I agree, and the only reason he didn't is because of the West Coast bias. Like he the, he was playing at nine o'clock at night when the voters were asleep. So shame yeah. on him. But just talk about a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Number one, you played against him, you know how hard he is to deal with in the open field. But the work ethic of that kid, the the fact that he was like molded to do what he's doing. Do you think that like to solidify greatness, Christian needs a ring? Other than quarterbacks, do do guys – is there another position on the field where you have to have a ring to be considered great? Because, like, Adrian Peterson's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He never even got to a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, like, it, I know it's a, a long question, but give me your thoughts on that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Chris is one of the – you know, the one that could do it all. I put him in the mold of, like, LT, uh, Marshall yeah. Falk, like, guys that – very unique in the sense that they are great in all – three aspects, catching, running, and blocking. Don't ever come off the field. It's very unique to see that in today's game, especially the wear and tear. Uh, and, I mean, honestly, like, he's the great white hope. If we're being honest, it's it's the same thing for safeties and DBs. Like, you don't see many white dudes out there playing at a high level. When you do, uh, you kind of tip your hat because it's very rare. Uh now, do I think he needs a Super Bowl to stamp his greatness? No, I don't, I don't really. There's so much that goes into it. Like, I didn't sniff a Super Bowl in, for 13 years, and then I just get a call five days before the first round of the playoffs to come back, and then all of a sudden uh, that those four games changed 
the perception because I, I now I'm a Super Bowl champ. Like I, I don't I, I don't really put much weight into it. I know a lot of times it's it's talked about and you never want a Super Bowl. It's it's a team game. Like coaches matter, players matter, management matters, ownership matters, the luck of the ball bouncing your way matters throughout a season, throughout the playoffs, right? The refs, like you thinking about the Raiders and the Patriots, how, right, bro. how how that that one play changed maybe the trajectory of franchises in yeah, legendary bro. status. So yeah. the tough uh, baby. yeah, like it's it's crazy. Like the, so wouldn't even go to Tampa Bay if they win that game and they go to the No, I know it's crazy. Like, it changes everything. That yes. one that one instance in NFL history changed literally everything and we yes. don't even know about other plays that have that because that one's so famous there's other circumstances that have changed the trajectory of the league but not like that because that like it spawned a dynasty number one tom brady got his first ring they upset the greatest show on turf like that raider team people forget how good that gruden and then led raiden team raider team was with with yes. Rich and, and rice and brown and all those cats oh, so, yeah that one play changes trajectory of the entire National Football League. All right. So as we continue here at Super Bowl week, you're a Super Bowl champ. Uh, the great Eric Weddle joins us here on Zero to 60. Thanks for everybody for watching. Make sure you pound and like uh, the show and subscribe and whatnot. Make sure you follow uh, Eric on social media. Is What is it? Weddle's Beard? Yeah. Weddle, make sure you follow the Weddle's Beard. Uh, it's a great follow on social media. So. Let me ask you this. This is something I've seen a couple of times. And just be, you, you played in the Tom Brady era as I did. And you the end of your career was the beginning of the Mahomes era. If you had gun to your head, okay, you got to pick between Brady and Gronk or Kelsey and Mahomes, who are you taking? That's a tough one right there, dog. <laughs> and in the comments section, who are you taking? Yeah. Brady and Gronk or Kelsey and Mahomes? You got one game. And that's one game your, that's, that's your tight that's your tight end quarterback matchup right yeah. there and you you know you've got to pick i'm taking brady and gronk and everything they accomplished or i'm taking kelsey and mahomes and multiple super bowls and everything they've accomplished and being the number one i mean the the most receptions in postseason history is travis kelsey over jerry rice i mean that is a massive number yeah uh i'm taking i'm taking brady and gronk uh, for many reasons, uh, mainly like I, I think Gronk gives you a little bit more in the run game and in the past game still is a matchup problem. And obviously Tom, uh, the clutch gene being able to dissect and, you know, some of those I've been on the field where there's nothing, there was nothing we could do defensively to stop him. Me too. You're, you're just hoping for an incompletion. You're hoping for like a, he trips over his own foot uh and the success and then you got to add in the coach as well like uh Andy Reid obviously that success with with Pat and then obviously Belichick the defensive mind and but I'm going I'm going with those two uh, let's I'm just telling you guys right now Matt if if and when right I think the Chiefs are going to win if Mahomes gets the Super Bowl we got to really start talking about him reeling in those that 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 gap of on the goat yeah of, of greatness and what he's doing he's doing it he's doing it at a clip that 
you just got to sit here and, and you're in awe of it. And as much as I want others to win, because I like parody, I like seeing different people and different systems. But I mean, seriously, three ships in four years, six AFC championship games, like, Got to start. You got to start. I mean, I know, I know he beat him head to head and this and that, but who's to say, who's to say he won't get 10 championships at this rate? Like, we never even, we never even thought that of Tom Brady when they had a 10 year run that he didn't win a Super Bowl. Then he won, he won three more, like late. Like, man, it's, it's crazy. Seven rings and 10 tries is nuts. What would you think? Like, if Pat gets to five Super Bowls, that people will anoint him over Tom? Because I no, no, like no, he's got he's got to at least match him at seven, right? No, yeah, I, I don't. I'm just thinking legacy, and I'm thinking like talking points. I'm thinking like, hey, something to something to look forward to over the next decade. Can he reach seven? Can he maybe surpass it? Like, you're always looking at those numbers. You're always looking at you know golf, Tiger trying to match Jack. Or, Everyone trying to match Michael and what he did on the court, even though, you know, Bill Russell had more championships. But it's it's like you had that standard, and Tom is the standard, right? Seven is, is the number. Like, as a player, you're trying to shoot for that, and, and Mahomes has a realistic shot if he stays healthy and he just keeps getting better and, and doing the things that he's doing. But it's I, I, wouldn't never, I, I wouldn't put him over it until he surpasses seven in my opinion, because he beat him head-to-head. -head. He beat him in a Super Bowl. Uh, so he would have to surpass that for me to even think about it. But it's just cool. And and I'm a legacy guy. I'm a, I like seeing yeah. records broken. I like seeing the next generation of guys being better than what we were before. Like, as an older guy, it's like a – it's like stages. You're trying to prove yourself when you first get in the league. You're trying to earn the respect of your teammates. You're trying to earn a starting role – then you earn your starting role. Now you're trying to be a top guy at your position. Then you're trying to be the best at your position. You're trying to be best in the league. Then you have your legacy. You're, what are you going to be remembered by? And for me, it was relationship. It was me. How do I help the next guys be their best? How do I help the next guy earn Pro Bowls and all pros and, and help guys across the league? And I think it's a duty as you become an older statesman in the league. You want to see the game better now. I don't like the rules and I think the rules need to go back to the way they were about 10 years ago, but for the mentality and guys that support each other and wanting to push greatness, like I like seeing that stuff. I, I like seeing greatness happen. And, and look, that's, we have an opportunity on Sunday to watch just that last year's Super Bowl, with the exception of the refs at the end of the game and the, the yeah. paint on the turf, it was a good game. I mean, at least it was competitive. It was back and forth, it, yeah. 38 35 the end of the game was very lackluster but you know the refs have got to get in there at some point i this rematch is from a legacy standpoint this could be a breaking point for the san francisco 49ers if they can't figure out how to win this game now that, that when i say that i mean they they haven't and they've tried to invest in the quarterback position with high picks and things of that nature but Failed when were, when the free agents were out there and like, you know, they didn't go after an Aaron Rodgers. They didn't go after some of these older, you know, veteran players. And they may be forced to do it if this doesn't work. So do you do you think if they end up losing this game, which I I, I don't know how I'm going to pick against Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. I want San Francisco to win, but I, I don't know if I can pick them to win. 
if if Purdy can't get this done and they've got this incredible team around Brock Purdy and he can't figure out how to win the game, do you think the Niners have to go out and kick the tires on a Kirk Cousins or try and find a, a veteran guy that can step in for a year or two and do this at a, at a higher level maybe? It's not like Kirk's ever done it either. I mean, what what's the answer there? Because I feel like San Francisco – they are just in this window, this prime window where like they've been so good at every position, the best left tackle, the best combo player on offense in the league in Debo Samuel, the best running back, a top three fucking tight end in George Kittle, the best blocking tight end in the game for sure. I mean, the best fullback in the game in check the best middle linebacker in the game in Fred Warner, an unbelievable pass rusher in Bosa, Armstead's a freak. They got fucking dudes. Everywhere. They have a great front office, a first ballot Hall of Fame guy running everything, a Shanahan and head coach. They have great assistants. They're always getting jobs everywhere else. At what point do they have to look at the structure and how they do things in the quarterback room and say, this one position, regardless of how good they play in the regular season, is holding us back from championships? It's a lot. Uh, I, I personally wouldn't move on from Purdy. It's his first year starting the success. He's proven that he could be a legit guy in this league and he's still under his rookie contract. So it's only going to be his third year next year. So he has to play out his third year to get a new contract. Then you can hold him. You got to make him play his fourth year out. So you can hold on to this and still add players, still build your team and still make your team even better without paying the quarterback. So I'm, I am, shocked at how many teams pay their quarterbacks without making them earn it now now i don't say i'm not saying some of them haven't earned it but i had to play four years and hit unrestricted free agency before i got a new deal then i had to play a full five years of my second contract before i got another deal so i had it was known back in the day you had to play your contract out most cases very rarely were you getting a contract third year of a five-year deal right like that, like as a first round pick, you're not, you're, you're getting contracts ripped, ripped up after three years, which is crazy because now that window it immediately shrinks because of the money you're paying your quarterback. So uh, I wouldn't move on. I think, I think he has shown to be a leader, a winner. Uh, is he limited? Yeah, but that doesn't mean other quarterbacks who are limited can't win a Super Bowl. So uh, but there is a lot of, I think, more pressure is on the Niners right now. I think all the pressure is on that coach, who is a great coach, don't get me wrong, but there are times where some of his play calls, some of his adjustments don't line up to how great he is, time management, and how are they going to handle going against a guy that's done it, as the coach, the player, players, been in this moment. Uh, it's going to be interesting how they handle that, how they handle that pressure. Because it's, I feel it's all in the Niners, all in the Niners. Because you're this window, they've had it for about four to five years. It's coming to a close with how many big contracts they have and how you're going to replace them or how you're going to keep them sustainable all along, paying a quarterback a million bucks a year. So that's going to change coming, whether it's him or you go get someone else. Uh, it's going to be a great game, though. I, th I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a good one. It's a solid point. Well, and we'll end it on this. Uh, the great Eric Little joining us here on Zero to 60. Thank you, Eve, for coming on the show and talking about the Super Bowl and this big game. Uh, look, let's let's just flat ask it. Who are you taking? Who's your MVP? I'm taking the Chiefs in a close one. 
I'm thinking I think it's gonna be an over game. Uh I think it's 49. Is it 49? Maybe 50. I think it's like yeah, the over 50. 30 to 23 type game. And honestly, I, I think this is kind of an ego game in the sense that Mahomes has heard the sayings of his his Super Bowl performances. And I think they, they could dial it up and and he throws 350, 370, three Ooh. touchdowns. Like Ooh. I just I, I just feel like that's the type of game, right? Like I, I don't know. I, I think they want to prove a point, especially the way they came out, the Ravens and just their attitude and their their focus and no BS and like it's it's us against the world. Like I just I I feel that from there, from coming from there. And I, I just don't know if if uh the defense, what hasn't been what it, it has always been, the standard. I know they've been talking over the last couple of weeks, the effort and this and that. You are what you are, like Coach JB says, and you're not just going to magically play better uh, over a week of a bye week. And I'm not sure Purdy can, can lead them back. If they get down two touchdowns, can he lead them back without forcing the ball into some mistakes? Is this a top five defense that made the Ravens look silly? And I don't know if the Niners can can handle that now. I've been wrong plenty of times. I've been wrong on all my picks. So wouldn't be surprised if the Niners win. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> we're all pulling for San Francisco for the simple mm. fact that, look, I, I like a, a happy, satisfied Patrick Mahomes. But I dig the dog that I've seen on the road. Like, I like yeah. him. And I like that he embraced being the villain. I like that he's he's not sensitive to the narrative that like he can you can be the bad guy and still be Captain America. Like sometimes Captain America's got to be a bad motherfucker and go out there and you know cut some heads off. And I don't think Mahomes ha- has had any problem being that guy with all the distractions around Kansas City all year. So look, if if, if Travis Swift, excuse me, if Travis Kelsey <laughs> and and Mahomes can do what they usually do. And Kelsey goes off. That's gonna. It's gonna be pretty hard for San Francisco to win the game. I will give you that. So Eric Tuttle on the show taking uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm sure you're saying if Mahomes is going for 380 and multiple touchdowns. He's probably your MVP, right? I yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Have yourself an awesome Super Bowl Sunday. I will. Great having you on the show. All the best to you and your family. Uh, and we will talk again very soon. And we'll see each other on Coach's show uh, before you know it. Love it. Good uh, to see you, Coach. That's my guy right there, Eric Weller, joining us on Zero to 60 this morning. Great show. Um, Tomorrow, you do not want to miss tomorrow. We have got Oklahoma offensive line coach, Bill Beatenbaugh, on the show. Now, he is the, in my opinion, he's the best offensive line coach in college football, maybe the best offensive line coach in the world, and I'm not blowing smoke. He puts out constant pros. His pros are all pros. Creed Humphrey for Kansas City, an unbelievably good first-round center uh, that is just, you know, the the reason Josh Bates from Durango ended up going to Oklahoma, in my opinion, is because he saw the development of Creed and what Coach B did to him. Now Bates is is a proud Dungeon family, is in Norman, uh, moving into the SEC. And then, in my opinion, one of the best left tackles that's ever played and the best left tackle in football, Trent Williams for San Francisco. 
and hopefully the big man can get a ring. But talking to Coach B tomorrow about the development of offensive line play, how they do things in Norman, Oklahoma, a little bit differently, all the different. I mean, I'm going to go through tonight and figure out all the guys they've got drafted and started and all these freaks just all over college or all over the NFL that have come out of uh, Coach B's system in Norman. So we'll talk to him about all of that and a lot of college football questions and, you know, where he sees the game going and things of that nature. So really excited about tomorrow's show. Uh, Friday, we will either have Big Mike Pinnell, who's the nose tackle for the Chiefs right now, Proud Dungeon family, or uh, Ryan Jensen, who just retired and won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady back in the day, who's also been Dungeon family for a good 14, 15 years. So we'll have him on the show or Mike on Friday. And then on Monday and next week, we've got uh, Mark Schlereth, the three-time Super Bowl champion, uh, started for the Hogs in 91, what a lot of people revere as the best Super Bowl team ever, and then went back-to-back with the Broncos uh, against the Packers and Falcons. Uh, so three-time Super Bowl champion on the fan out here in Denver and a great friend of mine. He'll be on the show Monday to recap the Super Bowl and all of that. And then also, we have uh, officially uh, gotten one of the biggest interviews I've ever gotten uh, the opportunity to get. And I'm going to be announcing that next week after the Super Bowl. You guys can speculate on what you think it is, but it'll be happening in the first week of March. I am unbelievably excited about it. I can't believe that uh, we got the kind of access we did for, you know, a, a good hour, one-on-one, uh, and it's going to be pretty fucking awesome. So, Zero to 60 is rolling. The Believe Network is rolling. Thank you to Bet Online for all they do. Thank you to Bree Maestas for all she does behind the scenes, helping produce this, this uh, you know, this this crazy circus that we call a, a radio show, and I appreciate it. So, thanks to everybody out there. We'll be back tomorrow with offensive line coach from the University of Oklahoma, a guy who puts out more uh, offensive line time than the NFL than anybody, Coach Bill Beatenbaugh. So hang on to your ass and we'll be rolling. Have a great day. And like always, go Buffs. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was like super hot. And then I um dropped it. And now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> Honey? Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.